0: Oh, wow. Man, it's great to be in the presence of the Lord, amen. I tell you, goodness me, where else would you rather be? Man, I tell you what it was like, you know, to to live a life of, carry the burden of sin upon your life, man, it's just no good. Man, to to live life and not know Christ, that's pretty bad. If you're here tonight and you you don't know Jesus, friend, I want to tell you, he wants to come and touch your life. Man, he can, if you just see, if you could just have a look around here and you could just see some of the different ones that God has just done amazing miracles in, man, it's like, uh, and you can see the Bible says that he makes all things new. He can make all things new. If you feel inside tonight that there's something um, missing or uh, something in your life's been eroded or you're carrying the, the burden of sin or something, friend, tonight, he can make you new. He can you can walk out of this place changed. The Bible says in the 23rd Psalm that He is the restorer of our soul. He is the restorer of your soul. He is the restorer of your soul. He can tonight, he can restore your soul. He can take the rust. He can take the the old paint off. He can he can give you a good old cut and polish. He can take the old oil out of your motor. And he can put some new oil into tonight, hey man, he can make you new. And sometimes we don't really, I don't believe uh quite often what. We often fear, know what it's like to actually walk near because quite often, most of the time, we want to put that baggage back on. But tonight, when the, when you, the Bible says that when, when, we conf- when we confess our sin and we forsake our sin, he is surely able, he is surely willing to forgive us. And the Bible says that he, that he, that he separates uh, As far as the east is from the west, that's how far he is, how much he forgives us. Sometimes, man, I think you just got to meditate, you just got to think about that for a little while because quite often it's like we... Try, I believe, well, I do sometimes anyway, try and put myself in the place of God and think, man, uh, you deserve to carry that sin. <laughs> you just, uh, but Jesus says, man, no, you don't, because on the cross, I uh, took it off your life. You don't have to walk like that. And when you start to walk in your own righteousness, when you start to walk in your own strength, when you try and walk like that, uh, oh, it's hopeless, man. <laughs> the Bible says that uh, the righteous are as bold as a lion. Uh, the righteous are as bold as a lion. <laughs> the righteous are as bold as a lion. Yeah. Come on. One more time. The righteous are as bold as a lion. Yeah. Friend, if you're not feeling bold, it's probably because we try and put up our own righteousness or try and, uh, try and packing up the, the sin in our own life. Friend, I encourage you. Like, I, I spoke this morning. Uh, Pastor Mike also mentioned it earlier on in the year. No, he didn't. Last year. <laughs> In Joshua three, it says, "Sanctify yourselves for tomorrow. I will do wonders among you." Well, maybe with me. Tomorrow, <laughs> sanctify yourself because tomorrow He's going to do wonders among you. Yes, 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 yes. Where yes? I want God, Man, I want God to do a wonder in my life. <laughs> Man, I want God to do a wonder in my marriage. I want him to do a wonder and in, 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 in my place of this is my place of work. <laughs> I, I do want him to I do want to, to work wonders here. But I I want him to show himself, I want him to show himself great in our community this year as well. The Bible says, sanctify yourself for tomorrow. I will do wonders among your friend tonight. I believe there are going to be wonders done amongst us, even starting this very evening. I believe God will start to drop dreams into people's lives. God's going to start to release destiny upon people's lives. There's going to come a time when you're going to, uh, maybe a year, maybe two years, maybe a week down the track, and you're going to look back at this moment and think, at that point, at that point, I knew something had come inside of my heart. I knew that God had done something powerful inside of me. At this point, I knew when I, when I responded to the word, when I responded and started to get my life right, from that point, man, God started to do some powerful stuff through me. Turn to the person next to you, on your left, on your right, wherever. Tell them God wants to do wonders amongst them. God wants to do a wonder in your life. You got your Bibles with you tonight? We've got our Bibles with us tonight. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, we could open it up anywhere. Anywhere's good, man. It is the Word of God. You could turn this plate. Man, I tell you, we could open this Bible anywhere. I mean, you could preach a powerful message. Why? Because it is the Word of God. It's just that the Bible says it was, Jesus Christ was the Word made flesh. Man, I tell you, I was reading the Bible the other, uh, as much as I can, but I was reading it just when uh, uh, was on. Thursday night, I just started to read the Paul. And I thought, man, I, I, I could probably just get up there and just start to read what Paul's writings and the anointing, the power that it was on the Word of God. Uh, I am a new creation; old things have passed away. All things become new. There's no longer I that lives, but Christ. I started to read this thing. I thought, man, that is powerful. You got to get the Word of God inside of us, friends. It's the most powerful thing that you could ever have. So, are we ready? Uh, let's go. Let's turn to Chronicle two Chronicles chapter twenty. Two Chronicles chapter twenty. Man, you may you may be in this church and and you may think why do we jump around and, and make such a a racket? <laughs> Man, I've heard some people say, Why? Why, 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 why? The first question answer you could give is why not? It's great to praise the Lord, man. And sometimes I reckon we underestimate the power that is in praise. And tonight I want to talk about the power that is in praise. Because when, you, uh, when we come into his presence, when we, when we praise him, when we lift our voices, when we, when we express praise, there is something about praise. There is something about it, man. You know, you heard the movie, There's Something About Mary? Man, I want to tell you, there is something about praise. There is something that praise can do that Mary can't. <laughs> there is something that praise can do that sometimes prayer can't do. There is something about praise that, man, I just... I mean, you read it all through the Bible, man. You, you read about it in Paul uh, in, in, in Acts when Paul and Silas were in jail. I mean, they're in the deep, dark moments of their... They were down deep, man. They had, they had plenty to whinge and whine about. But you know what? They praised. And what happened when they praised? Something happened, man. God just there's something about praise that gets God so excited and it doesn't a praise is not just a uh, uh it's not just singing loudly but it is singing loudly and that's the expression of it but that's not quite praises what quite praises time we're going to have a look at a little story and uh, and we're going to have a look at see what uh, you're going to have a have a look at see what the power of praise and it says in verse in verse 20 no it doesn't it says in chapter 20 verse 1 now it happened that The people of Moab with the people of Ammon and all the others and heaps of other people uh, besides their Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. And Then some people came and told Jehoshaphat saying, man, you are in trouble. A great multitude is coming, a great multitude, a huge man. There are so many people coming against you. (laughs) Well, we lost count of 10. I mean, it's more than 10, but uh, there is a, a huge number of people coming to make war against you. Not only, It's not just one army, not just two armies, there's probably three or four, maybe five different armies come together. Numbers we're probably talking about, I don't know, maybe in the million. Maybe around a million people. You ever seen a million people? Have a look on that little picture there. Yeah, with, yeah, see with the camera. Yeah, hello. Isn't she Beautiful. Yeah, imagine, see all those people on that little post there? Yeah. Imagine they're after you. And they ain't got nuclear bombs or anything like that, man. They have got swords and they have got spears. They want to make you into shish kebab. Yeah, look at that, man. Look at how many people there, man. I, that's a lot of People. That is a lot, a lot of people, a million people, man. And they're out to get Jehoshaphat. We're going to get you. And it says here, a great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea. And Joseph, in Jehoshaphat, in verse 3, it says Jehoshaphat feared. He's a man of God, man. He feared. Man, if I had a million people coming at me like that, I would be, I'd be scared. Mama. Let's go to church, man. Let's go, let's go. And Jehoshaphat feared. But the thing is about Jehoshaphat, is at that point you have a choice. And the Bible says that at that point, Jehoshaphat sought his face, turned his face to seek the Lord. Turn his face to seek the Lord. And sometimes when you are having, if you've had a hard night, some people struggle to come to church in the morning. If, If some people have had a bad week, Maybe I don't know. Same old, same old. The cat died or something. I don't know. Whatever. But it was old man. It was sick. It just died, man. But maybe you've you've got a a situation. If you're not facing a situation, and maybe it's been in the past, or maybe it's just around the corner for you. <laughs> yes. And so here's this scenario where a million odd people are coming to destroy him. What a challenge. What a challenge. And you know what, friends, when uh, you and I want to start to reach our community, when you and I want to stand up and start to reach and start to see our community change, that will be a challenge. It will be intimidating. Because, friends, not everyone out in the community loves Jesus. It's so one of my daughters. My daughter just started school, and she came from the preschool. Now she started school, and something has got inside of her heart that's like, not everyone likes Jesus. Mum, why, what, what, why don't people like Jesus? And so she's she's starting to experience that. And, you know, we and we, we, want, we want to see our community change. And for it if you want to see your community change, if you want to see your school change, if you want to see your friends one for Christ, if you want to see some of these things happen, uh, it's not just going to happen all by itself. Change does not always happen just like that. A change, change in our society, change in our community will happen when you and I start to stand up and start to confront and start to face some of the challenges that you and I are faced with today. We don't have a necessarily a, a physical army right now on our doorstep trying to defeat the... New Zealand. But we do have an army right now, an invisible army that is uh, seeking to rob, that is seeking to destroy the lives of families, seeking to destroy the lives of young people, seeking to destroy the lives of older people, seeking to destroy anything he has, anything you have. The Bible says that the devil is like a lion seeking to devour. he, um, He only wants to rob, kill, and destroy. So right now, you and I, as the body of Christ, as Christians, we face a tremendous challenge. There is a a massive force that has got around our communities, and it will not shift just by itself. It will shift when you and I stand up and stop being jolly intimidated and start to stand up and start to face this thing. So Jehoshaphat, he had a massive challenge. He was definitely intimidated. A million people. After him, swords and spears and knives and what's it cut him. Definitely intimidated, but the Bible says that he he sought the Lord. He he set his face. Jehoshaphat feared. So one of the things, first thing Jehoshaphat did was he took dominion over his own emotions. He started to take dominion over his own soul. One of the first things we've got to do to be able to reach our community is take dominion over our own soul. To reach out here, we're to reach in here. you are going to learn to take dominion over your own soul. You've got to learn to take dominion over the fear. you are got to learn to take dominion over the in- in- intimidation. Friends, all of us will face fear at some stage. I face fear, man. I get intimidated. But it's that choice of what you do when it comes. That is the deciding factor. This is the deciding factor. So if you want to see change in your school, if you want to see change in your community, let it start in the inside. Don't wait for revival to come around the corner. Revival will start here, now, inside me. Revival in this community starts here, tonight, in your heart and mine. You will feel intimidated, yes. People will be angry with you, yes. But the Bible says, blessed are you, where people speak when people curse you and, and speak wild against you and, and, and do these things for my sake, you are blessed. That's a great thing, man. We serve an awesome God. And so Jehoshaphat says, he says, so Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed. And so Judah gathered together to ask for help from the Lord. So all, the tribe of Judah came together and said, God, we need your help, man. We've got this big challenge. We've got this big army that are calm, that they, they want to rob and destroy us. So, so, it's, so we, need some, we need your help, God, because we know that you're a great God. And it says here, that Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and, and, and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord and before the new court. And he said, he spoke these words. He stood up in the midst of the people and he spoke these words. Friends, this is the starting of praise. This is the starting of praise, and I'll, I'll get to it in a second. He said, So in the face of intimidation, in the face of a massive challenge, in the face of fear, his response was this. And this was the response that made all the difference. First of all, he starts to declare the greatness of God. Friend, when you start to speak his name, when you start to remind him of who he is, when you start to speak words out of your mouth about him, when you speak the name of Jesus... When you speak and declare who God is, there's something shifts around your life, man. Sometimes when I have been struggling or I don't know what to do, all I do, man, I just start to pray, God, you are the creator of the heavens. I look up the sky and start to look at the creation and say, God, you are the God that I serve, man. The The very God that keeps the sun in its place, the very God that sets the stars in its place, that is the God I serve. God, you are a sovereign God. As you start to speak and start to declare who he is, start to declare his greatness, something starts to shift. And it starts to say, and he says, You O God of our fathers. Are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand, is there not power and might that no one is able to withstand you? Ooh, that's the goal we serve, man. That is the goal we serve. No one is able to withstand you. Doesn't matter about that bad person that tries to intimidate you at work. Doesn't matter about those bad policies the government trying to enforce or anything like that. Any stupid laws they're trying to pass. God is the one at the end of the day that sees control of all that. Is do they really think? Does Helen Clark or does does some of these politicians, do they really think they can really squash the church? (laughs) No, I don't think so, Tim. (laughs) That no one is able to withstand you. No one. There's nothing. We think we're big. We think we get big in our boots, but the Bible says nothing. Nothing is able to withstand him. Are you not God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people in Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham? In verse 9 it says, if disaster comes upon us, if disaster comes upon us, if something terrible does happen, if they pass a law that stops us from having church, if they pass a law that says this, if they pass a law that says that, if they do this, if disaster comes upon us, if my world starts to fall apart, what will we do? If disaster comes upon us, whether it be sword, whether we get attacked by the, by the sword, if it's by judgment, if it's by pestilence or by famine, we will stand. 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 We will stand, even if intimidation comes against us, even if this comes against us, if that comes against us, we will stand. We will not blow over. We will not fall apart. We are not hollow. We are not pretty on the outside with the flashy lights and the lovely sound system and the nice rear projection screens. There's more to you and I than just a little flash building. That's just the paint on the outside. What really counts is what is on the inside. When the, when the sword comes, when the, when, the, when the judgment comes, when this comes, when this comes against you, what's inside of you? It doesn't matter if there's a million people come to try and take us out. <laughs> We're not going to hightail it out of here, man. We will stand. We will stand this year God wants to do wonders amongst you. There will be challenges. There will be intimidation. There will be this. There will be that. But what would you do? We will stand. We will stand before this temple and in your presence. For your name is in this temple. And we will cry out to you in our an affliction. And you will hear and you will save. Friend, that is the sound of faith. You have You can we go a little, just a little wee bit deeper? Just a little bit, a little bit deeper. Got to understand, this is the tribe of Judah, the tribe of Judah. It, just, it wasn't the tribe of Israel. It wasn't the tribe of Benjamin. It wasn't any of these tribes. There was something about the tribe of Judah. So the word Judah means praise, and, the, and if you you know you you do some study, you'll find out that uh, when the when the children of Israel came out. They were they were they were in 12 different tribes and each different each different t- tribe was uh, had its own special characteristic but they were all part of the same family they were all camped around the tabernacle They they all camped in the same uh, so you look at uh, some came from this tribe and some came from that tribe and if you came from this tribe uh, your giftings were uh, this tribe over here would have a uh, have a unique call for this if you look at the tribe of Dan for example the tribe of Dan most of the judges that that God set up on earth came from the tribe of Jack Dan. Why? Because Dan was a tribe that they had the they had they had the capacity to reason stuff out. They had the the capacity to. They were thinkers. They were decision makers. They had they had capacity to rule like that. So when God needed a judge, most of the time He called one from Dan. But in this particular case, we have the tribe of Judah. Now, the, Judah means praise, and I believe that when you. When you look at it, the, what, what it is, is is there's what's called DNA, and you're here today, and uh, your body is made up by DNA. So if you looked at uh, if we looked at Tim, we would say, "Hey man, there's a little bit of DNA from his mum, there's a little bit of DNA from his dad. They come together, makes a whole new DNA strain, but there are still DNA, there are still um, uh, DNA from his dad, and, there, and there's still DNA from his mum." Right? Just like this physical DNA, there's also a spiritual DNA. There's something that God puts in our family line. There's something that is resident in your line right now. There's something that is resident. There is a gene. There is a there is a there is a part of the DNA of God that is, resides in every one of us. You following me now? How many people are parents here? Yeah. You remember when you got your first kid? You got your first kid, and the, when the baby first comes out, it's just—it's a baby, and and it doesn't really. I mean, I mean, it's got a little bit, it's got a shape and stuff like that. It's got a little bit of, you know, some have got teeth and some have got hair. But basically, it's a baby. You can't really tell. I mean, maybe you can, but I mean, I stand to be corrected on this. But some people can say uh, right from the baby. Maybe that when that baby came out, it's silent. It didn't say nothing. It just sort of, and eh, that was about it. But maybe uh, the baby came out, and it was like, wah, wah. Maybe it was a lot more vocal. There was something inside of it that caused it to to be a little bit more vocal. And as the child starts to grow up a little bit, and all of a sudden you start to, it, it sort of starts to take on its own nature, but it's, it, it, it's similar but different. And when you start to look and you think, hey, man, there. there's a little bit of me in here. He's got my eyes, man. In my case, it's she. Oh, she's she's got music in her bones, man. There's something inside of her life that you didn't put there, but God put there. But you can recognize it when you see it because it's one of yours. And it's like my daughter, man. She is. I, I took her out hunting, and it's like, and yeah. She's now a vegetarian. <laughs> but she does want a pink gun. That's all I needed to hear. Daddy, I want a gun. Oh, she's one of mine. You understand what I'm saying? Now? It's like, as a parent, when you see a part of yourself, manif- you know, a good part of yourself manifested. And your children, something inside of you, man, it gets excited. It's like that's, it's, it's, just like, that's just what I do. Maybe it's into cars, or maybe it's something. And as soon as you know, your baby, you know, your boy comes out, and, no, no, don't, don't, don't play with dolls, boy. Oh yeah, play with. Them. Oh, he just loves the cars. You know, and he's going to be a petrol head just like his dad. But there's something about DNA that just. You see, God, I believe, is exactly the same. And it's like we carry, you and I, the DNA of God. And when God starts to see some of that DNA start to manifest, there's something. And so Daddy's heart gets excited. (laughs) That is one of mine. faith is part of the DNA of God. So when you see... You know, some kids, it's like when they have the DNA, the driving DNA, the, the car DNA, you don't even need to teach the kid really how to do it. You just, I don't know, they just learn themselves. <laughs> because it's in the, you don't have to teach them to, to sing, because, I don't know, there's something in the DNA where they just sing anyway. It's just like when something on the outside calls to the DNA on the inside, there's something powerful takes place. And then some people try and learn something, but it's not the same as just having it there doesn't matter how hard they try, man. It's never going to be the same. It'll be good, but it'll never be the same as somebody who was born with that thing in them. That's DNA. And it's the same with praise that, and, and faith that that, that tribe has, has got its own unique DNA that makes it especially the tribe of Judah. And so when the, uh, when the tribe gets put into a position, when, the, when, when this particular group of people get put into a position where what's on the outside cause to what's on the inside. Man, there is something supernatural, man, that takes place. So it doesn't matter how hard they clap. I mean, it, it just wouldn't be the same if it was the tribe of Dan in that place. If it was the tribe of Dan, God would have probably done something else. But it was the tribe of Judah. Tribe of Judah means praise. You're working this out now. You're working this out. And it says, and so so what happens is is you can start to see, you can start to see that is uh, even though the, the word Judah means praise, what you see here is a sound of faith. We will stand. It doesn't matter what comes against us, it doesn't matter who tries and what government laws get passed. It doesn't matter. We will stand. That won't it doesn't matter how hard you try and beat me, man, we will stand. at moon. Because we know in heart who God has called us to be. We know that Jesus Christ, who overcame the world, has placed his spirit inside of our life. So why quit? Why give up? And so Jehoshaphat, they, they called it, they, they got everyone, and they made this declaration. And the Bible says in verse 14, it says, Then the spirit of the Lord came upon um, Jehozeel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, and he said, "Listen, all you Judah, and all you inhabitants of Jerusalem, you can ask about. It. Thus saith the Lord: Do not be afraid, for the because of this great multitude. Because today, for the battle is yours, not God's. The, the battle is God's, not yours. Sorry. The battle in the community today against the principalities and power. We need to not be afraid of." the drug called P. We don't need to be afraid of prostitutes. We don't need to be afraid of drug addicts. We don't need to be afraid of family violence. We don't need to be afraid. That battle was God's. It's our job though to stand in front of the battle. Don't be afraid, nor dismayed, because of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, go down against them. And here the the prophet starts to speak. Not only does he start to speak faith, but he also starts to speak strategy. He also starts to speak when to go, where to go, what place, what time, how to go there. It's very, very important that we need to listen. When God places a prophetic uh, voice into into our lives, we must listen. 'Cause you can be at the right place at the wrong time and miss out. Or you can be at the 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 other way around at the wrong time and the right place and miss out. You've got to be at the right place at the right time. Timing is gonna prove, is crucial. So they listened to the voice of the prophet. And he says, tomorrow go down. And then it says in Uh, In verse 17, he says, You will not need to fight in this battle, but position yourselves. Stand still, and you will see the salvation of the Lord. Who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem? Do not fear, do not be dismayed. Tomorrow go go out against them, and the Lord is with you. So Jehoshaphat bowed his head and his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord, worshipping the Lord. And then the Levites of the children of the... uh, yeah, Yeah, those people. And the children... They, they they stood up. They stood up. They stood up and began to praise the Lord God of Israel with voices high and loud. Everybody say high? Hi. Loud. It was a loud shout of praise. And so they rose early in the morning and they went out to the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God and he sh- you shall be established. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. If you want to make a lot of money? Yeah. If you want to prosper in your life? There's a good message just there. <laughs> so we're at, 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 hear me, O Jerusalem. And as they went out before, when it happened, when he consulted with the people, he pointed out, they should praise the beauty of his holiness. Started to lift up the name of Jesus. Friend, as you start to lift up the name of Jesus, as you start to declare his wonder, as you start to declare his greatness, I'll tell you what, man, something powerful happens. We're singing before that, demons tremble, when they hear the name, the sound of his name. (laughs) Hills melt like wax in his presence, the Bible says. And as they started to pray, they started to sing out. As they started to sing out loud, as they started to sing out clear, as they started to sing out high, tell you what, something started to happen. And when they they began to sing and started to praise the Lord, the Lord sent ambushments against the army and... uh, 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 against the people of our Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. For you, I would understand, there was a, a massive victory because what happened was, what happened the, uh, just with the DNA, the DNA that God had set in place into the tribe of Judah, that, 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 that DNA of praise, all they had to do was get a hold and start to lay a hold of that which God had placed inside of their lives. And God... Uh, They got them into a position where what was on the outside called to what was inside. And when there was a calling, when when there was was a response, friend, the supernatural took place. Because when when God saw that that DNA, that he saw that that part of him inside of the tribe of Judah, started to respond, started to stand up in faith, something inside of God stood down. (laughs) Something inside of God, released angels down to that place. God sent ambushments against the enemy. Friends, what is praise? Let me tell you this. Praise is an expression, it's an outward expression of an inward decision of faith. Right back then where they were intimidated, it started back then. The decision that I will not be intimidated, the decision that I will glorify God, the decision I will stand in place, that the decision that I will not be moved by intimidation, I will not be moved by a sore head. I will not be moved. I will not be shoved aside by a bad week. I will not be shoved aside. I will not sit down because somebody called me names. I will not sit down just because I got rejected because I stood up for Jesus. I will not sit down and be quiet just because I prayed for somebody and nothing happened. I will not sit down because of disappointment. I will not sit down because uh, what I thought would work out didn't work out. So I just sit on a boohoo hippopotamus. It starts by making that decision I will stand. I will not quit. I will not give up. But it was more than that. Even more so, not only will I stand, but I will give you praise even though my situation looks bad, even though uh, it looks pretty scary, even though I feel intimidated, even though I feel this, I will still praise you because that is the power of choice, man. When you choose that power that Christ has, that God has given us, that power of free will, when you choose because you're the only person of creation that chooses to worship him. When you choose to worship him and stand in faith, God cannot help but move. So what about it? What about it? This year, man, heaps of challenges. It's going to be great, man. God's going to do wonders amongst us. (laughs) Yeah, they are going to come some challenges. (laughs) Yep. What's going to happen here, though? What will happen with you? Come next Sunday. Come six months down the track. The old song leader have to be whipping us up. We come, man. Doesn't matter how hard we've been, man. But man, we are full of praise, man. We are full of faith. The praise is that outward expression, man. It's the and when we sing. The praise is not just not just the music. It's not just the flashy lights. It's the spirit behind it. It's that decision. I will praise God. I will worship you, God, because you are awesome. Amen.